doing to create your dream life or your best self? Why do we see some thrive through challenges while others struggle? Welcome to Effort, a podcast where I talk about the main Fs in my life that have helped me in creating my best self. Faith, family, forgiveness, food, fitness, and formula. Hi, my name is Amy Ledeen, and most would say that I've had my fair share of struggles, whether it was placing my baby for adoption at 18, facing my marriage-ending affair, or battling stage four cancer for almost seven years, it's safe to say that I've been through a lot. Join me as I take you through my story, my journeys, and share with you the tactical strategies every single week that will help you thrive and overcome anything you face. That's right, I'm gonna show you how to create a future self that you'll be proud of. So buckle up, get ready for the ride as I take you through my story and bring other guests on that have helped me along the way. Hi guys. I hope that the title of this podcast sparked enough interest for you to open it up and wonder what the heck, how has she kept her weight off not being on a diet? So today I want to take you through my journey, my fat loss journey of losing over 90 pounds and how now 17 plus years later, I've been able to keep it off and it's not because I'm on a diet. But let's first start with some stats, okay? The stats are that 70% of people are going to gain their weight back in year one, 85% in year two, and 95% in year three. And that's not even talking about the people that don't even get there. These are the people that actually lose the weight, get to their goal. That's the stats that 70% are going to gain it back in one year, 85% in year two, and 95 in year three. So, you know, we don't only just have a weight loss problem, we have a weight stability problem in North America. You know, I can think of many people I know that have gained and lost hundreds and hundreds of pounds. They've tried all sorts of diets and they're still on a diet. And so I want to take you through my journey and how I got to where I am now and how, you know, I'm, I, I joke that I'm a special snowflake. I'm one of the 5% that's been able to keep it off. So Starting young, you know, I was I was the chubby kid. My nickname was Piglet, and uh, I think it scarred me enough to really want to try something. But I did try all sorts of things. I watched my mom diet, and I think that's important to to kind of point out that I watched my mom really struggle, you know, to diet. She tried all sorts of things. I did Slim Fast with her, you know. She did Metafast. We did, I you know, I think at 18, I was put on Fentramine. You know, I tried every fat burner, you know, Atkins, you name it. And then thankfully for me at age 25, I kind of had a moment. You know, I had, I call it my park bench moment where my son was a toddler and I was sitting on the park bench and, you know, he was wanting me to chase him around and play with him. And I was overweight, I weighed 230 pounds. And I didn't really want to get up and and do anything. And as we left the park that day, you know, I realized that the active moms, the ones that were out there were, you know, they were in shape. And, you know, the ones that were overweight, we weren't doing as much with the kids. So as I went home that day, I, I had that moment where I'm like, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be this way anymore. And you know, my, my husband at the time was deployed. And so it was really easy for me at that point, just to keep my environment very strong. You know, he'd be be deployed and I would just make sure anything I bought in the house were, was things that I wasn't really tempted by. And uh, at that point I joined Weight Watchers and with Weight Watchers, you know, I was really blessed in that, 
you know, they didn't really label foods. It was, you know, point system. And I was able to count my points and I was a really picky eater. So at first, you know, I never ate vegetables or things like that. But over time, the way the points work is, you know, the lighter you get in weight, the less points you get. So as hunger came, I had to learn to maneuver through that. And and that's where like vegetables and things came in. Now, over the years, Weight Watchers evolved and they added in these activity points. And it was the worst thing they could have ever done because adding in these activity points for someone like me that had hunger, I just thought, well, I'll just run a little bit more and then that will give me more points every day. Well, before you know it, I wasn't choosing to say strength train or, you know, lift weights or do things that didn't give me as many points. I was going for the high intensity, let's go run, become a cardio bunny. Now, I did successfully lose, you know, 90 pounds. It took me about a year to lose that first 70. And then that next 20 took me, you know, almost another year. And it was just, you know, going from lean to leaner is a totally different ball game. And I'll definitely get into that when I have my husband on here because, you know, being a first contest prep coach and, you know, physique transformation coach, you know, he's taking people from lean to leaner, you know, me now with him doing that. And, um, but back then, you know, losing that 20 pounds, that last 20 pounds took me a while and I had to do it in a, you know, not so sustainable way, not realizing that, you know, here I am doing tons and tons of cardio and restricting calories all to just maintain. Now at that point I was still pretty much inside out, meaning I was wanting to do this for a bigger purpose. I wanted to be healthy for my son. And then I got introduced to the gym because my first big chunk of weight, I just, it was just through diet. And I did the Tybo um, instructional video. That's pretty funny, actually. Like I had the VHS and you know, it used to come with the instruction and then the actual workout, but I didn't know that. So for probably a year, I was doing the eight minute, just teach you how to do Tybo, not even knowing that (laughs) it was just the instructions. So I joined a gym and I think my first class was a body pump. Um, I came home that night. I couldn't even sleep on a pillow because my traps, like I was so sore, you know, anyways, long story short, I, I continued down with, um, you know, exercising, but Getting into the fitness arena, I started to have that comparison-itis where I would see other people, I wanted to look like them, and I started to just chase the outside. And the way I know that it switched for me was I was starting to do things that I knew wouldn't really align with me, meaning restricting at times, you know, if I if I had like a, a cheat, then I would the next day, you know, compensatory behavior would kick in and I would undereat and do more cardio. And, you know, it was just a, a vicious, vicious cycle. And, um, and this is actually how I ended up finding, you know, Eric, my husband now was, I was at my, my rope's end of, I can't keep up with all this cardio and, you know, how is it going to be sustainable this way? It was just, it was killing my confidence. You know, I was clear down to 116 pounds and, you know, if anyone knows me, I'm five foot eight and you know, 150 pounds at 116, you know, my husband got home from sea and was like, what is wrong with you? And knew that, you know, I was obviously going down those, those crazy years. And it was, you know, a a vicious, vicious cycle of if I didn't get, you know, X amount of cardio in a day, you know, I, I felt like crap about myself and, you know, it was just terrible. 
And, you know, luckily over the years, I was able to see that if I was just going to be someone that followed a program, I would constantly be on a diet and constantly be gaining and losing maybe that last five to 10 pounds. Now hear me out. I was someone that was extremely compliant and I felt like, you know, that was like a badge of honor. I could, I could nail 12 weeks of a hundred percent, no problem. However, then when the weekend would come or let's say we were headed out of town and I was getting groceries to go to say a cabin, my grocery cart would look nothing like what a healthy person would look like. It was all the stuff that I would claim to never get on my, you know, diet. And I needed to quote unquote, get it out of my system, you know, and this was such a vicious cycle for me, not realizing that I needed to change my identity. I needed to become that healthy person, not someone that just followed the program temporarily. I needed to become that person. And so that's why at the beginning of this, I, you know, the title of this podcast was, you know, I, I'm here, I'm at my goal, I've been able to keep it off because I'm no longer dieting, because it's become who I am. You know, I don't have to fight with the program anymore when, you know, a weekend rolls around. You know, I'm sure I'm when I go on vacation, I'm going to enjoy a few more things, but my lifestyle, my overall lifestyle had to be an identity change. I needed to become that healthy person. So whenever I'm talking, we, we do screening calls, you know, for our, our coaching company. And it's always a big factor when we're, we're on that screening call, because I'm not really interested in the person that just is really good at following the strategy. I want that person that is really wanting to level up in all areas, because I already know that if they don't level up in all areas, what's going to happen is they're going to lose this weight. They're going to leave. And then since they didn't change their identity, they'll be right back here within a year because the stats don't lie. 70% of them are going to gain the weight back in year one, you know, and 95% in that year three. So really only 5% of those people are keeping it. And that's the reason why is because they've not changed who they are. So how do you, how do we do that? How do we, you know, well, first of all, you need to, you know, to get to that goal, it needs to be in a sustainable approach and an approach that you can see yourself doing long-term. Now, hear me out. People are like, what, I got to diet long-term then, Amy? No, it means that that approach, you know, from that scientific standpoint, sure, when you're dieting, you need to be in a caloric deficit. But when I'm maintaining, a lot of my foods are going to just still stay the same because I need to live a healthy life. I'm just no longer eating in that caloric deficit. And I think that's where people get confused. I mean, I know I was. I remember the first time, the first time I realized that I was going to have to do this for the rest of my life, I cried. I'm like, oh my gosh, you mean I'm not going to be able to have donuts on a regular basis? Um, and it was really hard for me because I kept thinking of the, and then, you know, once I get there and then, and that's the biggest disservice that, you know, I see a lot of coaches doing, or just a lot of people that want to fluff it for you. They want to tell you that you can have all those things. 
No, you know, you're going to have to have some discipline in your life forever. If you want to keep that body, you're going to need to eat, you know, 90% of your foods should probably be single ingredient, you know, for lack of better word, clean foods, because otherwise you're just playing with fire. If you're constantly trying to fight it, one, you'll just be gaining and losing that, you know, 10 pounds. And two, you just feel like crap about yourself because you know that it's a struggle to stay there because it's a constant fight. I remember actually last year I had a client that it was great. She finally, she, it clicked for her one day, you know, for a while there, she was really fighting it, really resisting, you know, oh, I have to do this. And I said, you don't have to do anything. This is a choice. Um, No one's making you eat this way. This is a choice on your part. And then two weeks later, you know, she turns in a biweekly and she says, you know what? I finally realized that I just needed to level the F up. Like I needed to see that I'm never going to be able to be the person that goes out and has, you know, dessert, apps, drinks, you know, um, all the things if I want to keep this. Now, it doesn't mean I can't on occasion, but for the most part, I need to learn to have that discipline to say no to things, to plan ahead, you know, sometimes packing things with me because I want to keep this body. So if this is you, if you're listening to this today and you're like, okay, this is, you know, this might be me. I'm, why am I, I'm really good at following a program or maybe you're not, that's, that's for another episode, but I'm, I'm, I'm really good at following a program but man, as soon as I, I get off, you know, I struggle. So you need to find that sustainable approach. You need to find the approach that you can see yourself, you know, eating on the other side of this. And this is why when, you know, I build, say, a, a meal plan for a client, I'm like, listen, we need to build it around the things that you like. Because, you know, I'll, I'll hear people out of desperation say, hey, I can eat anything. I will do anything. You know, give it to me, coach. Whatever's going to get me there the fastest. And I'm like, uh-uh. Because you're going to associate your success with the way you get there. So you want to get there in a way that you can see yourself doing. Because otherwise, you know, say, let's take keto, for example. And I'm not anti-keto. I mean, if you want to do it as a lifestyle, that's great. But, you know, that person that uses keto to get there that has no intention of living that way will constantly struggle. Because the moment they incorporate all those other foods back in, they slowly start to gain the weight back. And then what? They go, oh my gosh, I have to go back on keto. Because why? Because keto got me there. Therefore, well, that must be what works. Well, the reason why keto worked, let's face it, was because when they were on keto, they packaged it in a caloric deficit. It wasn't because there was something superior with keto or intermittent fasting or anything like that. It's just that for that person, they were in the deficit and it worked for them. But if they're not going to be doing that long-term, they're going to start to have all sorts of issues just in that mindset of, oh, I need to go back to that. So you've got to pick a sustainable approach no matter what. And then you need to change your identity. You need to get really good in the kitchen. You know, I'll have someone, you know, that will, will hire me and they'll say, well, you know what? I'm really not good in the kitchen. Well, If you want to really change your identity to being a healthy person, I can guarantee you that the healthy person needs to be good in the kitchen because let's face it, food is such a big component 
to our fat loss journey. So one would think that you'd need to get good in the kitchen so that you can make and create enjoyable foods. I mean, you know, it's it's why I created a cookbook, you know, a decade ago, because I was like, man, if I am going to do this, if I'm really going to keep this off, I need to really get good in the kitchen so that I can make fun and yummy things that still satisfy me, but that still support my goals. And so that's why you, and I'll see this all the time with the clients that I know are going to have that long-term success. They invest the time in the kitchen. You know, you're never going to see, for example, I always give this, you know, I give this as the example, but if you wanted to be a professional race car driver, you would know that you would have to practice driving the car and get really good at it in order to be a race car driver. Well, that's no different with our, you know, our health goals. If you want to have a lean body or, you know, really keep that, that lean body forever, you're going to need to get good at making yummy foods and, and, and be, you know, educated in the kitchen. And, you know, you're the person that probably buys the instant pot and knows how to prep their foods because that's, what's going to keep you there long-term. It's not going to be buying the package meals for the eight weeks or signing up for Jenny Craig, where they bring it all in. No, it's going to be the person that sees, okay, I got to level up. I have to change my thinking. I have to change who I am. I have to build this health character around it in order to keep it. So listen, if this is you, you need to see where you need to change in your identity. What is holding you back? Are you someone that when you go out, are you like, oh, I don't get to have this and I don't get to have that? Well, then you need to reframe that. You need to start to say, I'm choosing this and these are the things that I need to do in order to get there. You know, you need to look and say, what, you know, create a health character. I'll have a whole podcast episode on this. I'm building, you know, characters that help shift our identities and start with what does my health character look like? What does she do? Is she someone that is active? Is she someone that drinks a lot of water? Because for me, that identity is such a vital part of it. And so, you know, I make sure I, I, I really anchor that character because I'm tempted just like anybody else to, to fall out of place. And so, you know, for example, when I was traveling recently, you know, I had said, Hey, I'm really going to try to anchor this character while I go and pick up this identity shift. And I showed up to the airport. It's like 7 a.m. And, um, I was at the little gift shop there and I went to go grab a Diet Coke. I admit I love Diet Coke. And I stopped and I went, no, Amy, come on. Your health character would definitely not be drinking a Diet Coke at seven in the morning. Your health character, the, your best self would grab a water. And so what did I do? I grabbed the water. But sometimes it's hard for us to do. And so this is why it does help to create that character around it. Again, making sure that's a sustainable approach. So don't be fooling yourself if you think you're going to be the person that is is going to beat the statistics because the statistics don't lie. 95% of us will gain that back in three years. What are you going to do to make sure you're part of that 5%? I hope that you're going to build a sustainable approach. You're going to change who you are. You're going to take it from the inside. It can't just be focused on that outside. When I was an outside-in thinker, Oh, I did anything at all costs to get there. When you're an inside out thinker, you do things that align yourself with your best self that make you feel good and that you know will be lasting forever. Okay. So I hope that that helps you today. If this did, 
I want you to, you know, take a minute right now, open up your phone, take a screenshot, share this on social media, share it with a friend. You know, I'm on a mission right now with this podcast to share with everyone this message, among other messages as well. But this one in particular, because I truly believe that our, our bodies are a reflection. Our outside is a reflection of how we feel on the inside. And all of us are chasing that alignment. And that alignment looks different for everyone. I mean, it's why I love when I meet like full-figured women that are fully in love with themselves. It's because that's their alignment. But I will say, you know, they have an identity there that's right there in alignment with them. So you want to make sure that you're clear on who you want to be and start to chase that. So if this helps you today, share this podcast with someone else. Maybe it's you that needs to listen to this again. You know, do an assessment in your life. Are you someone that just follows a program? Are you really, or are you the person that's really shaping and changing who you are so that this will be lasting and it will be, you know, the last time you diet, you know, maybe it's going to take you a little bit longer to get there, but by changing who you are, changing the habits the rituals. That's what really changes you. It's not because I'm on a diet, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm here today because of the things that I do, because of who I am, not because of a program that I follow. Hey guys, thank you so much for spending your time with me on the Effort Podcast. I'm so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing. And I would be forever grateful. And if you feel so moved, please leave me an honest review on iTunes. It would really help me on my journey to helping thousands and thousands of people in creating their best self.